Hello, upcoming seventh grade parents and hopefully students as well. Hope you guys are on here. This is probably geared more towards parents. We're kind of continuing our episodes here um, with different voices from the junior high so that we can give some life to our building. Again, as we've been at home through quarantine, through the pandemic, I feel like there's a good chance that um, we don't have the connection with our building. You have a connection with it as a place, but our place is about relationships and about people. Um, And so we want all these different voices to come out so that you can feel very comfortable about joining our school. Again, I've said this a lot, but again, we are super excited about having you join us. Uh, It is always a fun time when we bring in a new class and we see this confluence of four elementary schools come together and they become a class, you know, the class of 2025 or whatever's next. Um, And it's just, it's a lot of fun um, and it's exciting. It also change comes, uh, brings anxiety sometimes. And so we want to kind of talk through those things. So today, last time we had two teachers in here with us talking about what makes a successful transition today, we have two parents. I'm here with Britt Redden and Julie Stewart, who have both last year had seventh graders, but have also parented through the junior high years as well as they have some high schoolers. And we just had a graduation recently, didn't we? All right. So we have one one graduate um, from this group here. So I think there's a lot of, um, I don't think, I know there's a lot of expertise right here. Um, And so I'm excited for us to kind of have this uh, conversation about how to successfully have that transition to the junior high. Let's start. Y'all just kind of talk to us about what's been your favorite part um, of of the junior high um, experience as, as the years you've been in it. Okay. Um, I would say you kind of touched on it earlier as far as you have these four elementary schools mm-hmm. and then you get to all merge together. And I think there is this um, thought of you're going to stay with your elementary school friends and you do keep those friendships. But I think I've loved seeing um, all of my kids that have come through the junior high, the friendships that they have made, whether Mm -hmm. it started in seventh grade or eighth grade or ninth grade, but just, and sometimes it just happens to be who they were in a class together with and they hit it off or, or an activity. And I've loved the friendships, um, that have bloomed once those schools all came together. Yeah, I do think that's really interesting, too, because I think about you you spent your elementary years, you know, almost seven years in one mm-hmm. spot, and you get to know, and you're in the same um, section of our community. You get to know them, and then you show up, and you find out there's someone who's been on the other side of town who has very similar experiences to you, very similar interests as you, um, and it's just a nice little uh, a way to uh, kind of broaden the perspectives and whatnot. I, I totally agree, and I think it's fun to watch kids maybe that they played baseball with, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're in math with, and right. it's, it's like a total different friendship has formed. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And I also think one of my favorite things is to walk in the junior high, the times I've been there, and it's like exciting. These kids in between classes, they're like mm-hmm. yelling, hey, so-and-so, yeah. hey, yeah. so-and-so. It's mm-hmm. like this new grown-up freedom of, yeah. of walking the halls, and they're all – it's just a fun place to watch. Yeah, so, um. yeah, it is. I, 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 when we are able and we're not in quarantine, um, I love getting out there, and um, that has been one of the things that I have missed a lot. Is you know, I, it would, you know, when it was March or April, mm-hmm. and when everybody's at home and we're doing online learning. I'd walk out in the hallway to, to do something, and it's just like those halls weren't meant to be empty. No. No. Um, and um, it, it, it misses its students, that's for sure. Talk to us a little bit about how you've seen your students grow 
through the junior high experience. So we're kind of coming at it like there's probably a lot of questions parents you have right now about like, how do I do carpool? How do I do this? And we, we're going to have those resources for you. But I want to I want to back us up a little bit, 30,000 foot view and look at like, what is the growth that happens through junior high school? So talk to us a little bit about and, and it might could be different for your, your students, but kind of holistically, what do you mm-hmm. see as they're growing through their through their seventh, eighth, ninth grade year? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is I think watching them take ownership of their schoolwork. I mean, they, I mean, I remember it kind of started at the beginning. I find mine upstairs doing their math and I was like, wait, what? you know, <laughs> like it just seemed like they really were taking ownership. And, and I saw that through, you know, as your classes get more challenging towards ninth grade, um, you just can kind of see yourself letting the reins go a little bit. Yeah. And I think they kind of figure it out. I mean, getting that agenda and, you know, checking canvas and all that, that was kind of new when my first one went through and it was just fun to watch him mature in that way. Is that a little scary also mm-hmm. letting the reins go? Very. Yeah. Um, Very. And you know, it's, it's hard. It's different children are different ways. I mean, yeah. some just naturally come at it and then some you had to kind of have to check in every now yeah. and then to make sure. <laughs> Well, you said a minute ago, like I remember they were in seventh grade and they were just upstairs doing their math. So I took comfort in that because I have a second grader going to be in third grade, my oldest, and he, he just doesn't do his math on his own. So it happens. It's what it you're does, telling me, Britt. It, it just that something happened. Okay, great. Yes. Um, Julie, kind of what have you seen? Yeah, I, those would, I would agree. Echo what she's saying. Um, they do sort of start to take some pride, I guess, maybe, mm-hmm. and they want to do well for the most part. And I have... Four children, and they are all different personalities as well. Some did some advanced classes, some did not, and so, but they all seem to want to do well. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're not always going to be a straight A student necessarily, but they want to do their best in whatever um, they're doing. Also, I got tickled looking at it, just saying how have how has your children grown through the years? It's funny to me when you first pull up to the junior high as like a new seventh grade parent mm-hmm. and you see these grown men that are ninth <laughs> graders and you, as a mother of like a seventh grade girl, yeah. you're like, oh my word, what, you know, you kind of get nervous. But I was talking to my now eighth grader about that and she, we were both laughing saying, um, you know, mothers think differently. They yeah. were just like, and they hardly even ever see the ninth graders. I mean, yeah. they're kind of on their ninth grade hall and right. seventh graders have their schedule. But at the same time, that's just a part of it too in the junior high, how, how these kids change so dramatically from that first seventh grade um, yeah. through the ninth grade. It's, it's, a, it's a neat time. Yeah, it is a big, a big growth time, probably mm-hmm. more marked yes, than any other sure. other yes. time. I, I, I say that, but there's definitely a big difference in kindergarten and sixth grade right. as far yeah. as growth goes. Yeah. But all around growth mm-hmm. um, is a lot there. When, now that you've kind of had high school students and you look back on junior high years, what what kind of stands out to you? Like, how do you, how do you think junior high plugs into that whole development of your student? You know, I have um, friends both in this community and other communities who will talk about junior high and be kind of put this junior high thing like, oh, I just dread the junior high mm-hmm. or I'm so ready to get through the junior high. I really feel like, I mean, not every day is sunshine and roses, but I do feel like um, overall we just had a really good experience, um, you know, whether it was different activities they did, where they got involved in, or the new friendships like we were talking about that were formed. I think I, it just it makes me sad when people put the junior high like a ne- negative connotation on it mm-hmm. because there's so much um, 
just that now I look back, especially my daughter that just graduated from the high school, like she'll tell you she loved her years at the junior high. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's not that she won every election or won whatever she was team she was trying out for. We had plenty of that that didn't go our way. But when it all is said and done, I just think she just overall just really has such sweet memories of the junior high. And I hope that people will give it a chance and know that there's so much fun out there. Yeah, we actually, this particular daughter and I, we had a uh, picture from eighth grade at the end of a pep rally one day. (laughs) It was funny. One day I I showed it to her. I think she had come back from the high school Uh or maybe she was in ninth grade. I can remember. I was like, look, I found this picture. Look at this. From you're in seventh grade. She said, Mr. Clayton, that's not seventh grade. I said, no, it's seventh grade. And she said, that's not our seventh grade cheer uniform. And I said, you're right. Okay, I'm, I'm deferring to you on that one. And I love oh. how the teachers would be out front, like you, yeah. like uh, on when they're just regular day dropping off for school. Like I think she would even do this certain high five with you, which is yeah. so funny. Yeah. And just those kind of fun memories because they're still they're still kids. Yeah. But they're just in that pivotal change where they're trying to be older. Um, but it's just a neat time that our family really looks back on fondly. Yeah. I would totally agree. And I was thinking about when you were talking about, you know, it's a great place to try new things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had children make things, not make mm-hmm. things, and I'd still say both experiences mm-hmm. were great mm-hmm. and kind of gave them a little bit of direction on where they might want to go. And in fact, my rising eighth grader, mm-hmm. he begged to sign up for this elective that last year I tried to get him to sign up for and he wouldn't. But he right. heard people saying, mm-hmm. oh, this is so awesome. This is so awesome. And now he's hoping he gets it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they do. It's just fun to see them figure those things out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like y'all do a great job of fostering that environment. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a fun, happy place. Yeah. I know yes. some of us might not have memories of that, like growing <laughs> up. I don't know. There's this stigma around junior high. Mm-hmm. I do not see that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I like to call ourselves the most welcoming school in America. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think you are. <laughs> um, I say that jokingly, but I really do. Yeah. We really I do agree. try to do that. Um, you talked, Britt, you were talking a little bit about, you know, getting involved and doing act- different activities mm-hmm. and whatnot. How... How important is that? Now, I I come at it from an angle of like getting involved. I think we only hear activities, Mm -hmm. extracurriculars, things like that. But I also think there's a level of it. And this is this is probably for me more to talk about, like get involved in your class. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't just sit there, like invest in each classroom, invest in the relationships with the teacher, invest in the relationships. That's also involvement. But this conversation is more about the activities. How do you see that really contributing to the growth of your student through the junior high years? Mm I mean, I think it, I mean, like we talked about, I think it's a great way to meet people. I mean, it's a, it's a fun way to be on a team together or in a club together or go to the dance together. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just a great way to develop more friendships outside of the classroom. So um, I think it's, you know, I think you want your kid invested in school. I mean, I think you want them to want to be there. I think you want them to participate because, as we've seen, we've had a lot of free time lately. That yeah. sometimes free time is not as great as it was cracked up to be. So yeah. um, I would encourage you to read that newsletter. That's where all the stuff yes. comes out about tryouts or activities that are being offered. And everything's not a tryout. I know that seems to be a big right, right. buzzword, but that's not a tryout. And the clubs, they have great clubs. And I, I mean... I can't remember. One of mine was in like some card club or something, Mm -hmm. but they thought it was great. I mean, they thought it was fun. So really, as a parent, though, I do encourage you to read that newsletter so you also know, because sometimes it might be posted all over the school, Mm -hmm. but somehow they miss it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I would agree with that. I mean, as the parent, there's been a few things that I've seen on the newsletter Mm -hmm. and I would say, hey, maybe look at this. Is this something you're interested in? And maybe at first they're like, oh, I don't know if I would 
you know, be good at that or whatever. And as a parent, I've tried to encourage mine to just, you know, put your, you know, hat in the ring for as many things as you can. And something will stick and something will be fun. Not everything will, like we said, but just that um, because they are nervous. Sure. Certainly, especially seventh grade, really all three years there, um, there's a nervous factor in a little bit. And some kids have more anxiety than others. Mm-hmm. But I think I've just seen with my kids, they can work through some of that or just gain so much confidence once they do put themselves out there and um, and find a group or a, a sport or a club or whatever it might be. And I do love all the funny clubs like yeah. Britt was talking about. Yeah. They get to, I mean, it's like cooking club. I mean, it's yeah. all these different things that they can meet friends um, that are not always... And they come up yeah. with those. I love it. I love and it. the teachers and the kids offer those. Now, some of them don't make. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. offer some right. crazy ideas. Yeah. Sometimes, like, <laughs> take a nap club. Like, we're not doing that one, right? But um, there, I mean, we usually have 60 to 65 yeah. in there, yeah. and it's a good chance. It's a good chance you're going to meet somebody new. Yes. And, yeah, I, you know, in hearing y'all talk about that, I, I feel like sometimes the philosophy of a junior high, middle school model is kind of that whole idea of a mile wide, inch deep, and giving them this wide array of experiences. And then one of those, like I see kids all the time at the mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. that do incredible things. Mm-hmm. And then I see, I go, man, they, I remember when they got their start in that in eighth grade mm-hmm. and they found their passion and that it just anchored for them. Yeah. Um, so it's sometimes, and sometimes our kids show up, they already know what that thing is mm-hmm. and they, they have it. And we have those opportunities for them to get into it. You both mentioned the newsletter. I like, mm-hmm. appreciate the a little plug for the newsletter. Um, for those of you that know, it, we, we send out an e-news every Wednesday afternoon. has a list of events. I have sporting events on it, key information that you need to know. Um, sometimes I put little messages or funny things in there, too. It just depends if we're in quarantine or not. Um, but um, so that is definitely something when you go through the process or have been through the process of updating your um, information through data verification, we'll, we'll have access to that on the listserv. So you'll start receiving those when we get to school um, in August. Um, next question. So I want. I'm really interested in this because, and probably more personally, um, because I try to figure this out. So we talk about, and we just did this in the last episode with um, our teachers talking about self advocacy and that that con- that conversation of becoming an independent learner and independent person. How do you balance pushing that as a parent and also? parenting and intervening and stepping in when you need to like and 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 your answer might be I don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's a hard thing but let's just kind of talk through how do you grow independence um in your student I think when we were um I don't think I really learned to be a a self-advocate until I was probably in college yeah right I mean I didn't know to take that approach and I mean from day one I feel like at the junior high you learn this at um, open house mm-hmm. and anytime we have like a parent meeting or whatever, but then the students are taught from day one, you know, if you're, if you have something you need to discuss with the te- the pa- if the child has something either they're struggling with or they just need extra help or they're, you know, whatever the issue may, might be, they are very much encouraged um, to take that first step on their own. And I love that. And I've seen it and I have, I, you know, once they do that in the junior high, it just continues all through the high school and they are not they might be nervous those first couple of meetings as a seventh grader, but once they get in the habit of it, they realize these teachers love me and they want me to do well and they are here to support me. And so there's not a lot of need for parents to step in. I haven't mm-hmm. felt that need because it's handled and it's handled in a great way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think about, I mean, when we were growing up, we didn't have email and right. now they have it. And, you know, sometimes my kids are like, well, I don't know what to say. And I will sit there and like, <laughs> You type it, and I'll tell you if that sounds. I feel like that's a good balance yeah, between mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. sending yes. it, um, or even like 
if they're going to have to check out, I'm like, well, did you let your teacher know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to send them an email. I just feel like mm-hmm. teaching them those times that they need to be accountable for themselves. Yeah. Um, and then I think the AO thing. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like it really gives them an opportunity to say, okay, hey, I might need help. And they kind of have to mm-hmm. figure that out themselves mm-hmm. and they have to make get the pass and go to AO um, mm-hmm. themselves. So I feel like that's a great way to teach them to take, you know, responsibility for what they need. Yeah, talking about AO, and that's homeroom when we were growing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But AO, I was asking my seventh grader, who's now an eighth grader, I said, you know, tell me some things that, that you, you know, learned this year or that you wish you had done different or whatever it might be. And she said, they told us at the beginning of the year to really take advantage of AO. And she said, I don't think I really did that until like January. And mm-hmm. then once she did, she was like, oh, this is helpful. Instead of just sitting and hanging out, which is also fun in AO, mm-hmm. but to use that time and they start realizing, you know, they can really make good use of their time. Yeah. And I, there's a piece of AO that is um, brain break. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it can be Thursday and you've right. had a couple of assessments that week <laughs> yeah. and you're like, you know what? I just, I just need to be for a few minutes. Right. Um, but we just can't be in AO every single day. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, we've got to, we got to build. And I do think one thing that I've grown to appreciate and love about that is, you know, when you get to the high school, they have a free period yes. and mm-hmm. depending on what their schedule is, they may not have it, but a lot of students do. Um, AO is like a miniature version of a free period. It, it's just and it's more structured, right? right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to say, hey, this is time for me to figure out what I need to get done, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And I encourage you parents to um, have those conversations with your students about how do you use that time mm-hmm. um, wisely and ask them what are they doing in AO. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I just think it's a, it's a win. I see a lot of students that say, oh, I'm, I got that done in AO, and now I don't have to think about it after school, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. and which is just a win. And it's another one of those classes, per se, that, Mm -hmm. like, my seventh grader met one of her closest friends that was in her AO class this year. Even though it wasn't an academic class, they had a sweet friend or have a sweet friendship, and that started in AO. That's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Um, So last thing here, what's one piece of advice you'd give um, incoming seventh grade family? Well, (laughs) um, I would say, um, I think kind of, did we hit on it earlier, like talking about the junior high and the high school? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, I kind of mentioned earlier, there's just such a, I would see it when we were in elementary, that um, that people were so, had such anxiety over coming to the junior high. And I just can't stress it enough. And I'll say even my third child who saw two older sisters go through, mm-hmm. that first day she was very nervous as mm-hmm. we were in carpool line and she's about to go in and she had this nervousness come over her. And I, was, I said, what, you know? what's wrong? And she said, I'm excited. I'm just nervous. So, I mean, it's obviously totally natural to be nervous and have a little um, anxiousness about the change. But I just, I hope that parents will see it as the the very next best thing for them. And it's the next step and they are so ready. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, all the elementaries have prepared them so well and they are ready academically and they will continue to grow in maturity Mm -hmm. and in academics. Um, But I just want everyone to have like a really pleasant thought when they think about this next step in their life because we just um, really, and and I'm not saying again, it was every single day was fabulous, but it was so much learning through those years and and we're grateful. Yeah. I'm glad you say that because like I, I mean, I'm going into year eight of of doing this and I have 
pleasant thought mm-hmm. about their experience every single day I'm there, <laughs> you know, and that that's a great reminder to me to continue to be out there and, and recognizing that every year kids are going through a transition mm-hmm. um, and we got to, you know, keep going. Britt, what kind of advice would you? I mean, I would just um, ditto what Julie said. I mean, I think it's, it's a happy, fun place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, the kids are happy. The I mean, yes, you said there can be, you know, as with any teenager, mm-hmm. down days, but Y'all just have a great staff, team, teachers. Everybody is cheering for your child. Exactly. Um, so it just, it's a great, it, you, it's a good feeling to drop your child off of there. And I do think it is such a fun time to watch them meet new friends. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a great way that they kind of start to figure out who they are, mm-hmm. what they like to do. And, oh, this person likes to do that too. It's just um it's just a fun place. And I, I would encourage them to take advantage of all those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I know sometimes that can be a battle with the, you know, oh, I'm not going, but then once they hear their friends go, they'll mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Um, so you can always have the little conversations behind their back about the yeah. parents and Curry. <laughs> we're all going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think it, it's a fun, it's a fun place. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I do think it's a fun place too. And I like to, I credit myself sometimes for telling jokes in the hallway and making it more fun. But a parent told me a couple of weeks ago, she said, yeah, I, I do miss seeing Mr. Clayton in the hallway telling corny dad jokes. And that I, and I thought, I didn't think, I didn't think I was there yet, you know, but um, I guess maybe I'm the only one laughing at them. So I'm going to, I'm going to work on my material um, over the next few weeks um, before they show up. Anyway, Britt, Julie, thanks for joining us today and kind of giving your insight. We really appreciate it. Parents, students, thank you for listening again to uh, these key voices and, and kind of what it looks like to be a student uh, at Mountain Brook Junior High. Again, I'm going to say it over and over again, students, we want you here. We, we can't wait for you to show up. We, we want to work with you. We want to get to know you and we want to see you grow. I um, hope you guys are continuing to have a good summer. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can see you soon. Thanks.